Yo, 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 shalom, 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 my family, my daily bread family, my set-apart family. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good day, good night. Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Bread Podcast, where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. Me, I'm your brother and your host, Dalai Yahoo Yashara. Sorry for the typo, Dalai Yahoo Yashara. And we are here to read another chapter, family, because that's what we do on the Daily Bread Podcast. And uh, we all are in for a treat today. We are about to read Leviticus chapter 23, one of the most famous chapters in the book of Leviticus. So, very excited about. Um, the reading today so again thanks for joining us welcome back to another episode hope you guys are waking up in good spirits and uh all is well with you I re- we really pray that you know everything is well if everybody whoever could whoever under the sound of my voice whoever could hear the sound of my voice we just praying blessings for you your household your family and everything that you touch so uh, again welcome back to the daily bread podcast it's an honor for us to have you and uh Thank you guys for listening. So, that being said, like I said, we're here to read another chapter, Leviticus chapter 23, one of the best chapters in the whole scripture. So, very excited about that. But uh, if you've been here before, you already know. Before we get into reading, we got a few housekeeping measures that we will address first. Uh, One of them being recap, which we have to do, we want to do for those of you who may be unfamiliar with where are we reading at right now? What did we read before? If you feel like you lost in the sauce, you might not be understanding what's going on. We're going to give you guys a short, very brief recap to just explain the characters in the story and uh, the context of the story a little bit before we continue just reading, okay? So uh, that's what we want to do for uh, by everybody. The recap is a uh, great service. And after the recap, we're going to open up in prayer. So prayer is a very important uh, spiritual tool that Yahuwah has given us. Communicate with Him. Um, give Him praise, reverence, give forgiveness of our sins. Just any uh, care, anxiety, anything that's troubling us, we want to cast it on Yahuwah. And um, make sure we, we make our plea and petition before Elohim, right? So that sounds great. So we're going to do the recap pray and then we can read and get into the chapter and if we um, if you who are willing time permit we will give a brief summary at the end of the chapter as well so without further ado let's get started family as far as the recap goes what you should know is the book of Leviticus is the third book from the beginning it is the third book of the first five uh, which is commonly called the Torah grouped together as called the Torah or book of instructions So we are knee-deep in the middle of the book of instructions knee-deep in the Torah in the third book of the Torah um, But if this is your first time hearing this or your first time uh, Reading this chapter in Leviticus what you should know is What preceded it was again the book of Leviticus. I mean book of Genesis first and Genesis is a foundational book again the first book of the scriptures that gives us the account of creation, what happened, what Yahuwah made, why he made it, things like that. Um, 
certain patterns can be found in the book of Genesis, like the, the seven-day pattern. It's, it's in the creation account that Yahuwah created everything in the heavens and earth and under the earth in six days, and he rested on the seventh day. So we still do that today, and uh, that story is found in Genesis. Um, so after the creation account, you have uh, we, what we see is Yahuwah finding righteous individuals, people like Noah, people like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? All from the same family or lineage of people, very righteous line of people, right? Um, Yahuwah finding righteous people, he coming to them, making covenants with them, delivering them, saving them, and um, that is what you see. And uh, we, we start to see that pattern form and develop, and that that's what the book of Genesis is all about. It's actually following the traveling and sojourning of this particular family of people and their experiences with the other nations, the experiences with Elohim, their experiences with each other are all recorded and they all the foundation of our learning. They they had and they lived a life in which everything they did was emblematic, it was symbolic, and it's things that today we still learn from and we read it still. So we encourage you guys to catch up on the book of Genesis. And uh, all the episodes and chapter by chapter have been recorded and they are archived on the Daily Bread podcast. So I encourage you guys to check out Genesis. That book was amazing and it is the foundation of everything we know, foundation of scripture, right? So with that being said, um, it's important to transition to what happened next to these family of righteous people, right? Talking about you who are saving them and delivering them. Uh, but it doesn't mean that they don't, they're not. Uh, experiencing um, trials and tribulations, right? So the book of Exodus, a very iconic book, it starts off that very same way with those same righteous people, the family of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, commonly called Yasharal, the children of Yasharal, children of Israel. They found themselves uh, in slavery and harsh bondage in, in, in the land of Egypt. And it's crazy because we went down to Egypt uh, and it was a blessing as we fleed um, starvation the famine and it went to Egypt and Yahuwah blessed us to be able to find a place of refuge but that situation quickly changed and that just you know again these are things we learn about Yahuwah and how we operate sometimes situations change right and the situation that was a blessing turned into bitter slavery and for a number of decades right and generations we were slaves in Egypt so that's what the book of Genesis is all about. And then we see again the pattern happen again where Yahuwah finds righteous individuals. In this case, it was the man Moses. And Yahuwah raised him up, called him um, in solitude to himself in the wilderness. And he there he spoke to him, made a covenant with him, and told him, you know, you're going to bring the, you're gonna bring my people out of bondage. And they're going to serve me in this very same place. So, man, the book of, of Exodus was so iconic. Just that promise alone was very iconic, but also what happened after that with the plagues, uh, 10 plagues, uh, the Passover, him destroying Pharaoh, his army, the whole nation of Egypt was destroyed. Uh, not by the hand of the Hebrews, but by the Elohim of the Hebrews. And uh, Yahuwah made his statement to all, all the nations. And this is something that we should catch up on and uh, we should be very aware of. Because Yahuwah asked us to remember this time, that appointed time, every year. And a matter of fact, we're about to read it right now in this chapter. It's a very important chapter, Leviticus 23. But he is still, in this book of Leviticus, he's referencing what happened in Exodus. So, for that reason alone, 
we are encouraging you guys to go back and read and or listen to those episodes and chapters of the book of Exodus because uh, the recap is, is uh, coming to life right now. As we get into this chapter we're about to read, it's going to refer back to the book of Exodus. So that's why we do the recap family because everything that happened before was for our learning and for our understanding. And again, it's a very iconic book because we started the book out of slavery and we ended free a free nation, you know, in the wilderness with our Allahim. He destroyed our enemies and he we ended that book on the mountain, you know, receiving the Ten Commandments, etc., etc., and learning how to serve Yahuwah. So we encourage you guys to, to, to go back and check out those episodes on the book of Exodus. So um, so without further ado, now we're in the book of Leviticus. We are a free nation. Yahuwah has given us instructions to build a temple, a place of meeting, a meeting place that he's going to come down and dwell with us and speak to us and give us right ruling and judgment. And uh, all these things will happen. And there's a priesthood set up with, uh, again, Moses' family, his brother, Aaron, and his sons. So all these things are happening. So now the book of Leviticus is specifically, mostly tailored to the priests and just understanding how to uh, um, initiate and operate sacrifices, how to you know what to do, how to do it, the ins and outs of operating um, and officiating and mediation for a whole nation of people. So that's what we're reading in the book of Uyakura, commonly called Leviticus, and we're gonna leave the recap right there because. That is precisely what's happening right now in the book of Leviticus, chapter 23. Again, the Most High has given us instructions to the priests clearly on what to do and how to um, assemble the people. So it's a very great chapter. We're looking forward to getting into it. So that does it for the recap. And uh, we just pray that uh, all things are made clear. We pray that for understanding, right? Uh, it's hard to grow our knowledge and wisdom if we don't have understanding. So... That's the purpose of the recap. We pray that um, anything that's not clear, you guys can reach out to us and ask us in the question and answer segment. Or, again, go back and uh, check out those previous episodes that explain. Uh, we read those chapters in depth and we explain the nuances as we go and re as we read it. Okay? So, with that said, um, we're excited to get into prayer, right? To pray to the same Elohim that, 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 that met Moses in the wilderness, the same one that delivered uh abraham isaac and jacob that's the same one we're praying to so prayer is a very important and effective spiritual tool in our tool belt so we're looking forward to using that to our advantage family so let's pray let's make supplication to Allahim, and we like to pray according to the hebrew custom uh, which means most most often we stand and pray we face the direction of jerusalem where the temple once stood and uh we raise our hands we open our palms we bow our heads and we pray like this family Baruch Yahuwah blessed are you Yahuwah Alahinu our mighty one Hamala Ulam the king of the ages or the universe king of the ages our father who is in the heavens we ask that you permit your name to be set apart we ask that you permit your reign to come or your kingdom to come Permit your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We come before you praying, making supplication and asking that you give us this day our daily bread. That you forgive us for our sins and our transgressions against your Torah and your commands. We also ask that you forgive us for the sins, transgressions, and iniquity 
uh, of our forefathers and our current family for the errors against your Torah and your commands as we forgive our dead oars and we forgive those who trespass against us and as we even forgive each other, Yahuwah, we ask that you wipe our slate clean and, and don't remember our sins anymore and the sins of transgression, the very serious and evil, wicked transgressions of our current family and forefathers. Um, so um, we ask that you purify us, Yahuwah, and, and forget our sins and those of, of the people connected to us. Also, we pray most importantly that you allow us not to be led into trial but, say, but that you save us and deliver us from the wicked one. For yours, O Yahuwah, is the reign or the kingdom, the power and the esteem now and forever. And most importantly, these things and more, we pray in a set-apart holy blood-covered name. We pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign, Yahusha, our anointed priest and king, who died for us our sins and whose blood was shed for the remission of our sins. So pray in the name of our Mashiach, of our anointed priest, our Mashiach and sovereign, our king, Yahusha. Hala Yahuwah, Tudah Yahuwah, Yabadakak Yahuwah, Aman. So be it, family, so be it. So man, you know, it's just so exciting, so fortunate to, to be here reading this word in a world full of confusion and wickedness and, and just trouble, straight trouble, it's good to just take a minute and focus on Yahuwah, his promises, his reign, his kingdom, his greatness, his esteem, his power. And uh, I'm honored, family. I'm honored. And uh, I hope you guys, uh, I pray that you guys are with me. I, I pray that you feel it. And I pray that... Uh, there's no doubt, right? You got to come to you with no doubt, no fear, and uh, and knowing and believing that he is and he will. So, thank you guys for, for sticking with us through that. Uh, so now, it's time to read, family. Uh, Leviticus chapter 23. If you turn in there in your Bible, we are there. Chapter 1 is where we at. And if not, you can uh, read along on your mobile device or whatever suits you or just... Sit back and listen as we read and uh, narrate for you guys. Leviticus chapter 23, Uyakarah chapter 23, verse 1. And Yahuwah spoke to Moses or Mashah, saying, Speak to the children of Yasharah and say to them, These are the Muadim, Muadim family appointed times. These are the appointed times or the appointed feasts of Yahuwah that you will proclaim as set apart convocations set apart gatherings they are my appointed feasts verse 3 six days will work be done but on the seventh day it is a shabbat of solemn rest a set apart gathering holy convocation you will do no work it is a shabbat to yahuwah and all your dwelling places and again this is why we mentioned genesis because again the pattern for this the foundation was laid in creation um, again, we referencing again today, um, but it's important to understand uh, these things are, it's a cyclical pattern. Okay, family? Shabbat and all your dwelling places to Yahuwah. Verse 4, these are the appointed time, appointed feasts of Yahuwah, the set-apart convocations which you will proclaim at the appointed time for them. <clears throat> Verse 5, in the first month, on the 14th day of the month at twilight 
is Yahuwah's Passover. And on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread to Yahuwah. For seven days you will eat unleavened bread. On the first day you will have a set apart convocation. You will not do any ordinary work. But you will present a full offering to Yahuwah for seven days. On the seventh day it is a set apart convocation. You will not do any ordinary work. Right, so already we got two very important muadim, commonly called feast days or appointed time. But in Abadi or the Hebrew, is muadim. Okay, family. Verse five, he's telling us about Passover. Yahuwah's Pesach. Again, this is in reference to what he did in Egypt. So again, we refer you guys back to the Book of Exodus, and it's amazing for me again as I continue to repeat these things. You can see the stitches between the books. I mean, again, he says Shabbat is important on the seventh day, but again, that's reference, and that that is that precept comes from Genesis. That's why Genesis is important. He's talking about Pesach right now. This appointed time is very important, but again, that's in Exodus, and that's why Exodus is important. These things are very. It's all one, and it's very um foundational, and we see how these we see how they clearly stacking up on top of one another. So. We behoove you guys to uh, educate yourself on these matters. Verse 5, again, now we're talking about Passover, again, in reference to what happened in Egypt. Verse 6, and on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread to Yahuwah. For seven days you will eat unleavened bread. On the first, again, in reference to Matsurim, or Egypt. Verse 7, on the first day, you will have a set-apart convocation. You will not do any ordinary work, but you will present a full offering to Yahuwah for seven days. On the seventh day is a set-apart convocation. You will not do any ordinary work. And Yahuwah spoke to Moses, saying, Verse 10, Speak to the children or the people of Yasharal and say to them, when you come into the land that I give you and reap its harvest, you will bring the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priests. It make a lot of sense, right? Everybody got to bring a little bit of their first harvest so that the priests and the temple will be filled with that same very special and very bountiful harvest for Elohim. Verse 11. And he will wave the sheaf before Yahuwah so that you may be accepted. On the day after the Shabbat, the priest will wave it. And on the day when you wave the sheaf, you will offer a male lamb, a year old, without blemish, as a burnt offering to Yahuwah. Verse 13. And the grain offering with it will be two tenths of an afar, a fine flour mixed with oil, a full offering to Yahuwah with the pleasing aroma. And the drink offering with it will be of wine, a fourth part of a hen. Okay, verse 14. And you will eat neither bread nor parched grain, nor grain, parched or parched grain, or fresh grain until this same day, until you have bought the offering of your Allahim. It is a statue forever throughout your generations and all your dwellings. I think I would just want to stop at right? verse 15. We have verse 15. I just want to stop and go back up and talk about this wave offering. This first fruit from verse 10 to 15. 
it's, a, it's one of the offerings I feel like that's very overlooked and underrated and uh, I don't think everyone understands it I mean it's clear what it's, it's saying what it says very clearly when you come into the land bring the first fruit a sheaf and the priest will wave it so that we accept it but um, that's basically what you should understand but I just wanted to go over it and pause on this one because I think this one is one of the commandments and one of the feast days that I see a lot of people don't understand they skip it they don't keep it I mean Passover and unleavened bread they go together that's the first two and it's a week long celebration and Passover we kill a lamb it's very iconic right but when we get to the wave offering and this this third feast day the first fruit one is the one I just want to pause and just highlight and circle because it's one that um, I see you know everyone not fully grasp so I just want to highlight it okay I'm gonna continue verse 15 you will count seven full weeks from the day after the Shabbat from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering okay I hope that makes sense if it's any of these things you don't understand again we we can clarify more and give you ex explain exactly how we do these counts and stuff and question and answer segment and also as a ministry we have created tools like the calendar and um, things like that so we can visualize these things and these counts because they're very important counts and they are counts that we as a people have to do um, every year and it's a part of our culture so we have made a calendar and uh, you know modeled these things out so these are also references you guys can find and can be made available for you guys if you reach out to us so um, I'm going to read verse 15 again. You will count seven full weeks from the day after the Shabbat, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering. So seven weeks from the last feast day, the first fruits feast. Verse 16. You will count 50 days to the, 50 days to the day after the seventh Shabbat. You will count, you will present a grain offering of new grain to Yahuwah. Okay. Verse 17, you will bring from your dwelling places two loaves of bread to be weighed, made with two tenths of an ephah. They will be a fine flour and they will be baked with leaven as first fruits to you. And you will present with the bread seven lambs a year old without blemish and one bull from the herd and two rams. And they will be a burnt offering to you with their grain offering. And their drink offerings, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to Yahuwah. Verse 19. And you will offer one male goat for a sin offering and two male lambs a year old as a sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest will wave them with the bread of the first fruits as a wave offering before Yahuwah. With the two lambs, they will be set apart to Yahuwah. For the priest. So just to be clear, now we're talking about commonly what's commonly known as and called Pentecost. Seven weeks in a day, seven weeks times seven, obviously 49 plus one. It's 50 days after the feast of first fruits. We have the feast of uh Pentecost or Bakarin. Um this is what we're speaking about. Pentecost. Okay, verse 21, and you will make a 
proclamation on the same day you will hold a set apart gathering or holy convocation and you will not do any ordinary work it is a statue forever in all your dwelling places throughout your generations verse 22 and when you reap the harvest of your land you will not reap your field right up to its edge nor will you gather the gleanings after your harvest you will leave them for the poor and for the sojourner I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. Verse 23. And Yahuwah spoke to Moses, saying, Verse 24. Speak to the people of Yasharah, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you will observe a day of solemn rest, a memorial proclaimed with blasts of trumpets. A set apart convocation. You will not do any ordinary work and you will present a full offering to Yahuwah. And that's very important because each of these offerings, they say a full offering to Yahuwah, or in the KJV, it says an offering made by fire. But it's important to understand these are set apart days, Shabbats, days with no work, but there was an offering to be made. And basically, obviously, we don't have a temple with no priests in that temple, but basically, that means is enjoy a set-apart meal that means a meal with your brothers sisters families children wives at home or at your gathering place a meal to be dedicated to you and the priests or in this case the people of you would partake of the food and it like it says presenting a full offering to you before we would literally present it to him and you know fire would consume it on the altar but the most important part is to understand the people would be would eat that day. It was a day for not working, but to prepare a sacrifice to Yahuwah and for the people. So that's basically the understanding when it says full present a full offering by fire or present a full offering. You know, it's, it's clearly it should be understood that it means that it's a feast. It's a gathering and a feast, family. And I hope that's clear. And I hope the language uh, we we under, we get an understanding through all of the um, you know the language in English and understand the, the words that's important in Hebrew and uh, the significance of it. What is it saying? So verse twenty six. And Yahuwah spoke to Moses saying, Now on the tenth day of this seventh month is the day of atonement. It will be for you a time of set apart gathering, holy convocation. And you will afflict yourselves and present a full offering to Yahuwah. Verse 28. And you will not do any work on that very day. For it is a day of atonement or a day of covering or a day of uh, repentance, so to speak. It, day of atonement in the Hebrew on the Abadi is Yom Kafirin, day of covering. So... It's a day to cover our transgression, our sin, to cover our sin, um, to afflict ourselves. So, verse 28, And you will not do any work on that very day, for it is a day of atonement, to make atonement for you before you hold your Elohim. Verse 29, For whoever is not afflicted on that very day will be cut off from his people. Verse 30, And whoever does any work on that very day, that person I will destroy from among his people. You will not do any work. It is a statue forever throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. And so, family, 
I think one thing I want to highlight, and I think it's important to mention, is that now we are seeing how important Shabbats are. Because up until this point, we've only mentioned the seventh day Shabbat. But now we have an annual Shabbat days, high holy days that are being, that we are told to revere and guard as special and no ordinary work is to be done. Besides the regular Shabbat, these are annual high holy days. So I pray that that understanding is resonating with everyone. Verse 32. It will be to you a Shabbat of solemn rest or complete rest. And you will afflict yourselves. It's a whole other story. Afflict yourself. But in most instances, and in, and in this instance even, that means to fast. And it's debatable. Some people said to afflict yourself doesn't necessarily mean to fast. But when we look at it in Abadi, which I have, it says to afflict, which also means to humble yourself. But the word, the most important word, is not the word which for afflict, which is Ana. The most important word is yourself or your being. We're supposed to afflict our nefesh or our being. And it literally is our flesh. So it doesn't mean to cut ourselves, right? Because we already know. He said, don't put any cuts or marks on you for the dead or for anybody, right? So we're not afflicting ourselves physically. But another word for that, nefesh, or our self, or our flesh or being, is our appetite. So it's literally telling you, you can look at it in this way, afflict your appetite or your being. And that is one of the quickest ways to be made lowly, humble, and to... Again, raise our spirit and to be heard on high from Allahim. So it's, it's a debate. Some people feel like afflicting yourself means, you know, apologize to other people or go out and give gifts to the homeless. And all these things we read about, as the prophet talked about, things that Yahuwah wants us to do as we afflict ourselves to make things right with our neighbors, whoever we have an issue with. Obviously, it's a day to, if we're not eating, it's a day to, again, spread joy and do what we can to be of service to others, right? That, that's something we should always be doing and striving to do. But when we afflict ourselves to make atonement for us and our families and our household, he's commanding every being to, to humble their appetite, to put it in another context. Because the word anon, our flesh, afflict your being, it can be understood multiple number of ways. And people are saying it doesn't necessarily mean fast. But when, how else can you afflict your being or your appetite? So uh, I want to just interject and just provide clarity to what does it mean? It, it the sure the, the most sure way and the most way that we can most certainly agree on is certainly means to fast. It's other things you can you can imply, but it certainly means you. Sh I think, in my opinion, we should all be fasting uh, on that day. Uh, verse 32, I read it again. It will be to you a Shabbat of solemn or complete rest, and you will afflict yourself or your being or your appetite on the ninth day of the month beginning at evening. From evening to evening, you will guard your Shabbat. This, it's very clear what it's saying. Guard the Shabbat. And it's very clear that the day begins from evening to evening. He's telling us. Wow, very interesting. A lot of clarity in this chapter, though. Verse 33. And Yahuwah spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Yasharal, saying, On the fifteenth day of this seventh month, and for seven days is the feast of booths to Yahuwah. 
on the first day will be a set apart gathering. You will not do any ordinary work. For seven days you will present full offerings to Yahuwah. On the eighth day you will hold a set apart convocation and present a full offering to Yahuwah. It is a solemn assembly. You will not do any work. So again, we see this week-long camping um, trip or camping outing. Just be, even if you just go outside your house, you don't have to necessarily go anywhere to camp. But we should be intense, and it is a eight-day-long festival. So very important to understand. Verse thirty-seven. These are the appointed feasts of Yahuwah, which you will proclaim as times of set-apart gatherings for presenting to Yahuwah full offerings, burnt offerings, and grain offerings, sacrifices, and drink offerings, each on its proper day. Besides Yahuwah's Shabbats, and besides your gifts, and besides all your vile offerings, and besides all your freewill offerings, which you give to Yahuwah. And forgive me, family, because I know this it may seem like a lot. It may seem like a lot when you first read this for the first time. But all I say is try, 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 try. And nothing beats a failure but a try. And we have to try because it seemed like a lot. But at, for me, at this point, I've been and reading this word over and over and, and, and applying this myself to this word for over 10 years. I can say that it's beautiful when it all comes together. And I can really look back on it and appreciate the journey to when I didn't understand it, when I was trying to do it to now. It seemed like, you know, again, like I say, like I referenced before, we have a calendar. We have these dates marked out. We are preparing ourselves ahead of time because we know exactly what's required of us. We know exactly the date is coming on. So um, it's, a, it's a blessing. It's a beautiful blessing. And it's an honor. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I encourage you all to apply yourself to the word of Yahuwah. Truly. Uh, verse 39. And on the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the produce of the land, you will celebrate the feast of Yahuwah seven days. On the first day will be a solemn rest, and on the eighth day will be a solemn rest. And you will take on the first day the fruit of splendid trees, branches of palm trees, and boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook, and you will rejoice before Yahuwah your Allahim seven days. And you will celebrate it as a feast to Yahuwah for seven days in the year. It is a statue. It's not an option. It's not an option. It's a statue forever throughout your generation. You will celebrate it in the seventh month. You will dwell in boots for seven days. All native Israelites will dwell in boots. That your generations may know that I made the people of Yashra dwell in boots when I brought them out of the land of Masarim. I am Yahuwah your Elohim. Thus Moses declared to you, to the people of Yasharal, the appointed feast of Yahuwah. Hallelujah, family. Hallelujah, man. What more can I say? What more can I say? It's no recap for that one. It's no summary for that one. The scriptures speak for itself. These are the appointed times of Yahuwah, family. And if, if the scriptures didn't speak in a strong enough language, it's basically telling us they're not optional. It's not optional. If you can hear the sound of my voice, you should be inquiring about that calendar. You should be making uh, supplication about Yahuwah, to Yahuwah to give you clarity on, on the days, on the times, and what you should be doing. But it's not optional, family. 
And again, it's so important being this seven month because these feast days, the times have not been fulfilled. So this, this is the time. This is the time to be in the right place. If you feel Yahuwah, if you if you desire Yahuwah presence, you want to be close to Yahuwah, the seven month is, man, this is everything. And the feast days in general are everything. So if I can summarize and tell you anything, I implore you to try to keep them. To try to guard it with all your being and all your might. Because these are the days, family. These are the days of vengeance. These are the days of prophecy fulfillment. These are the days to come together. These are the times. And uh, I don't want to go on. I don't want to use too many words, family. But I, all I can say is thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining me. Um, we ask that you again, you guys uh, follow the podcast. Ask that you guys interact with us in the question and answer segment. If you feel led to, follow us on social media. Donate to the ministry. Uh, I'm Daliyahu from Living for Yahuwah Ministries. Your humble servants and brothers and family in, in Yahuwah. And we implore you guys to, to continue to develop your relationship with Allah to draw close, right? To draw near in these perilous times. And uh, with that, we say shalom until the next chapter, to the next episode. We say shalom, shalom. Take care of yourself. And we will see you guys in the next chapter. Shalom, family.